I'm reading from yesterday's daily reading that we gave, and just for a few minutes, make some comments. Proverbs 16. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord detests the proud, but they will surely be punished. Unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. The king speaks with divine wisdom. He must never judge unfairly. The Lord demands accurate scales and balances. He sets the standards for fairness. The king detests wrongdoing, for his rule is built on justice. The king is pleased with words from righteous lips. He loves those who speak honestly. The anger of the king is a deadly threat. The wise will try to appease it. When the king smiles of his life, his favor refreshes like a spring rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold and good judgment than silver. The path of the virtuous leads away from evil. Whoever follows that path is safe. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. The wise are known for their understanding and pleasant words are persuasive. Their discretion is a life-giving fountain to those who possess it, but discipline is wasted on fools. From a wise man comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. It is good for workers to have an appetite, an empty stomach drives them on. Scoundrels create trouble. Their words are a destructive blaze. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Violent people mislead their companions, leading them down a harmful path. With narrowed eyes, people plot evil. With a smirk, they plan the mischief. Grey hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life. Amen, say some of us. Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. We may throw the dice. As we read through this, Proverbs, you know, we're looking at strengthening through wisdom. Our theme is stretching and strengthening for the year. I believe God spoke to us about that. And we're looking at being strengthened by wisdom or the benefits of wisdom in our life. You know, God places a high value on wisdom. That can be seen in today's reading, which was actually yesterday's reading. Not trying to confuse you, but we should have read this just in the daily readings, but we've read it again today because it was so good you heard it twice. Good news, we don't need to be super intelligent to get wisdom. We just need to ask God. We've said this before, James 1 and 5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God. Who's so glad that God is a generous God? He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. No, Solomon's an incredible example to us of wisdom and the desire are making wisdom a goal in our life. I know we've heard this before in 1 Kings 3, when he's just becoming king, or not long uh, king over Israel, God appears to him in a dream. What do you want, Solomon? What, what would you like me to give you? Just take that pause for a minute. Hold that thought. God comes to you right now. What would you like me to give you? Let me suggest that very few of us would say, I want wisdom. 
Okay, Solomon says, I'd like wisdom to rule Merlin. And the Lord was so pleased that this is what he replied. Because you asked for wisdom to rule, I will give it to you. Plus, I'm going to give you what you did not ask for. Riches and fame and a long life. That's not bad. Because Solomon desired wisdom because God saw a place, a high priority on wisdom. And how wisdom helps us and strengthens us. So these Proverbs we're reading from Solomon, they come from a heart which pleases God. They come from the heart of God and the wisdom from God. And today, my emphasis is on five betters. Okay, five betters. Don't worry, it's not going to be a long preach. won't be speaking much uh, time on any of them. No, last week when David was speaking, he nearly entitled his message, Wise Men Say, because it was Wise Men Say, Only Fools Rush In. So, okay. But today, I was thinking about calling my title, my message, Hey Jude, because it's better, 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 my five points. But I thought better of it, really. So it's a bit Some of you info, you just don't know what music is, if you don't know what we're talking about. But five priorities. And the reality is we all have priorities in our life. And if you looked at someone's diary in their checkbook or their bank account, you would see what their priorities were in life. They might say something else, but if you look at our words, if you look at our diaries, you look at our, our bank accounts and how we spend them on, that tells you what the priorities are in our life. And if our actions don't match the words, it's the actions which count, they trump the words that we speak. And Solomon here indicates five attitudes, if you like, which are bit better for us, five wisdom thoughts which strengthen us in our lives if we get through them. Some of them are similar, but we're going to look at them just for a very short time. And he starts off with a, a better perspective. He says, better to have little with godliness than be rich and dishonest. A better attitude, a better perspective we should have is to have godliness rather than gains. Godliness. The Bible doesn't say it's wrong to have money. It's not wrong to be rich. But the emphasis is on the character issue rather than what you achieve in it. It's about godliness, not gains, which are gained through like, dishonest and not wholesome purposes. Because the emphasis is on who we are and who we're becoming, not what we get or what we have. It's about who you are, not what you have. Now the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, 6, godliness with contentment is great gain. Paul says in Philippians, I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. If I'm honest, I'm still a work in progress in that area. Okay? But here, Solomon is telling the God, he's saying, it's better to have a perspective of godliness than get, 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 get. If that get, get, get affects our integrity and our honesty in our life, the godliness is greater than gold. God does not like dishonest gains or dishonest achievements. God wants us to be content. If we're not content and we're striving for something which goes beyond what we are and it changes who we are, God is not pleased. That's not strengthening us. That's weakening us. Dishonesty lies are something which God detests. Let me just put that clearly. John chapter 4, 8, verse 44. Jesus is speaking about the devil. And he says, when he lies, it's consistent with his character He's the father of lies. So look, in our lives, if we have been dishonest and lying, 
We're not doing God's work. We're doing the devil's work. And sometimes you try to lie to achieve success, but we need to be content with what we've got. Wisdom cries, make godliness a goal. Better than riches. It's okay to get riches as long as you're getting them in a wholesome and an honest manner. There's a guy called Nicola Machiavelli. Some of you have heard him. A Renaissance guy uh, who wrote a book, The Prince, and he was a philosopher, he was a historian, he was an author, he was a bunch of things. But he had a mantra. We've heard it before, but it was something that really originated, which means the ends justifies the means. I mean, the end justifies the means. I, if you've got a goal and you've got something, it doesn't matter how you get there, as long as you get there. That's not what wisdom cries. That's not what God says. The process and how we get somewhere is more important than what we get when we get it. And it doesn't need to be riches. It could be promotion, success, friendship, relationship, etc., and a job. But God says, wisdom cries, it's better to live in godliness and not achieve what our desires want if it means we become ungodly, we lack integrity, or we change who God is in us. John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. God places a high value in living honestly and with godliness. I, I watched, we watched a, a, a bit of a TV program. Oh, I watched the whole program, actually. Uh, last weekend, called Blue Bloods. Some of you might have noticed it. There's a guy, Tom Selleck, who's the commissioner for NYPD, uh, New York Police Department. This episode that we watched, he was offered uh, another job. I don't know if it was head of security, NFL or something like that which was way, way, way higher salary. And the guy said to him, because he, uh, he was trying to persuade him to take it, he wasn't going to take it. And the guy offering the job says, the person who gets that position will have much more money, much more riches than you. He will have much more perks in life and favors and influence than you. But the money will be much, much more than what you can ever get. And the favors and perks are much more than you can ever get. And his reply, I mean, it's the author, but this is Tom Selleck acting as Frank Vegan, says this, but I will have something that he will never have. Oh, and what's that? He says, I'll have enough. Because if your goal is for more and more and more and more of that, you will never be satisfied. But he was living with a contentment. It's not a godly thing, but he was living with a contentment and we need to look for a godliness which brings contentment rather than the riches that it can bring. We have a better pursuit. Number two, ask your time yourself. How many times have you thought and said, I want more of this, more money, more of this, compared to I would like more wisdom in their life? Maybe just me, but I don't think I've asked that many, more t- many times. I'd like more wisdom than more of this, that, and the next thing. Better to get wisdom than gold. Better to get good judgment than silver. Do you know why? Because sometimes the riches and the things that we crave for change us as people, and they can end up damaging us rather than strengthening us. Make wisdom your goal, because gold and silver can damage you. You can have both, but Solomon asked for the wisdom and got everything else. It's about a perspective and what's important to us. Solomon prioritized God's perspective. Wisdom 
means we can have a better pursuit than goals and materialistic things. Wisdom says pursue me. Number three, it's better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. A better partnership. Who you connect with in life is important. Who you live with in life, who you mix with in life is important. Our partnerships in life can determine whether we get strengthened or whether we can get weakened in life. But also, we need to live with ourselves in a way that we can live before God and say, me and where I'm living and who I live with on the inside is more important than who I'm living with on the outside. And we need to recognize that we need to live with humility. Jesus, the one who had everything, humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. 1 Peter 5, 5, God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. 1 Peter 5, 6, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up. Listen to what Psalm 25 then says. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. You can be rich in many ways. And this is like just a wisdom thought. You can be rich in many ways. And it might not just be money. You might be rich in your career, in your talent, in your gifting. And your riches can open doors for you in life. Your money, your gift, your talent, your abilities, your connections can open doors for you in life. But let me just put it out there. You need to be careful who's in the room of the door that you walk into when it opens a door for you. Because I've seen many people with gift and talent and ability and blessing and they've walked into doors and what's happened is they've lost their connection to who they are. They've stopped following God in the way that used to follow God because their, their pursuit was not of what God wanted. And it's okay to have riches and talent. It's okay for gifts to be used by God. But just be careful who those gifts connect you with. Because if your gift connects you into a place, into a room, into a standing where they're taking you away from God, it's not helping you, it's damaging you. Your goal is God and his purposes and his plans. I'm just throwing that out there. Might be for somebody, I don't know. But it's sad that so many people have been gifted and blessed, go into rooms and doors which God has not opened and they've connected with people. Don't let that happen as you progress. Number four, a better power. It's better to be patient, to be patient than powerful. Hands up if you struggle with patience. Hurry up, put your hand up if you struggle with patience. Okay. Patience is better than power. There's something in us, come on, that likes power. Being in authority, being in control, being in charge, being more powerful than others. But you know the, the, the saying, power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Power without the patience and the grace to handle it damages us. Power is the ability or capacity to do something or act in a particular way. The capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events or the ability to control people in events. Who likes to control people? Every eye closed, every head bowed. <laughs> but the Bible says that being patient is more important 
and been powerful. Patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Patience, power. Now, let me just put a wee caveat in here. We are a faith church. We are a Bible-based church. We believe in the power of God in our life. We believe that God can do anything. We believe that we're the head and not the tail. We believe that the one who's in us is greater than the he that is in the world. We believe that we are more than conquerors. We believe, one translation says, that despite all these things, whichever they are, whatever they are, whatever these things are, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. We're not the downtrodden. We're not the weak. We're not the, the, the defeatist. We're the, we're, the, we're the answer to the world's problems. The church is a hope for the world. We believe that Christ Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. We believe in faith. We believe that all power and authority has been given unto him. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the power of the Word of God. We believe in the power of the risen Christ. We believe that we are powerful in Jesus Christ. We want to be people. We want to speak faith. We speak life. We speak positivity because we believe that's the kingdom that we represent. We believe in that power. It's so often, but so often we're like, what do we want? We want healing. We want blessing. We want provision. We want the answer. And when do we want it? Now. That's sometimes the era we go into. Now we speak life and we're believing for it. And that's where we are. I really believe that we are victorious people. I believe we're called to live in power and victory and that nothing formed against us will prosper. We are, in that sense, powerful. But patience is better than power. Hebrews 6, 12 says this. Do not, we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Romans eight twenty five says this. If we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Okay? Too often we go in the confident and forget the patience. But let me say this. The power of the promise will prevail for us if the power of patience prevails in us. Patience is better than power. We need to be people who believe and speak life, but we need patience. The power, a greater or a better power, is patience than impatience. And lastly, you'll be glad to know a better purpose. While power can be defined as the ability to control people, the Bible tells us of a better purpose. It's better to have self-control than to conquer a city. What do you want to conquer in life? What do you wish to achieve? What are your goals, your plans, your bucket list, your career life purposes, whatever you want to call them? What is it you want to conquer? And it's good to have them. It's good to have plans. It's good to have. I've got some bucket list stuff. I've got some things that I want to achieve, some things that I want to see happen. But there's a greater, harder, more fulfilling goal or purpose than conquering or achieving anything like that. And that's self-control. You may be a person of great self-control, but I'm sure you've got moments where it doesn't quite work out or be the person you want to be. To conquer a city, what does that mean in your world? 
wow, to achieve great things. But if you don't conquer yourself, and God says, I'm not interested. There's a greater purpose in conquering achieving, and it's conquering yourself, your own passions, your own habits, your desires, your attitudes, your actions. And I know I'm speaking to a group of people who have a lot more self-control than I have. But I'm trying hard not to shout at you. <laughs> trying hard not to be jealous of you. <laughs> you know, God lives by different values from our world system. And my heart is for God's kingdom principles to be alive in every one of us. It's so easy to be conformed to the world and live for their goals, their values, their dreams, their achievements. But as the band comes up, let me just summarize. We can have a better way of life. We can have a better perspective in life. Godliness, not gain. We can have a better pursuit in life. Wisdom, not gold. We can have better partnerships. Live with those who are humble, not proud. We can have a better power, which is patience and not control. And we can have a better better purpose to live for life. That's to control ourselves and become all that God intended us to be rather than controlling other people. This morning, wisdom cries out. You could be strengthened in every area of your life if you pursue wisdom rather than achievements. Because without the wisdom to handle whatever comes our way, what we achieve will destroy us ultimately rather than strengthen us. Let's be like Solomon's. When we prioritize the wisdom that God comes from God, God can say, because you've got that wisdom, do you know what? You can get all the rest. As long as you put the goals of God, the purposes of God, and within us, continue to be who God's called us to be. I've just thrown out five random things from yesterday's reading. I'm trusting that if there's one of them that can help us grow and be strengthened, then God can add more into our lives than if we don't. God wants to add, but some of us need a little patience. Some of us need to learn a bit more self-control. Some of us this morning, I just believe, need to change your goals and desires. I really believe some people, God's given you gifts, but you're beginning to, and I'm not throwing this out lightly, and I'm, but I just believe God's opened doors for some people in here, but then there's other doors that are opening for people, and they're not God doors, and you just need to, God, give me the wisdom to know what's right. Come and stand. Father, I thank you for your hand and everyone here. Thank you, Lord, that we can ask you for wisdom beyond our, our abilities, our talents, our intellect. I pray you'll drop words of wisdom, but more than that, I pray that we will live with priorities which are pleasing to you. Father, I pray that wisdom will be a greater goal, that godly wisdom will be a greater goal than any gold or material possessions or anything we can achieve. Father, I pray that we'll pursue you and pursue the wisdom of God and will pursue honoring and pleasing you 
whatever that takes and whatever that looks like, rather than pleasing ourselves and pursuing our own agendas, we'll have a pursuit in life, which is to honor you, to keep ourselves right and honest and people of integrity. Lord, for those maybe who are struggling, Lord, help us to realize, Father God, that, that when we do what's right before you, that you can lead us into places which our own workings can never take us. Father, I pray for those, Lord, who are beginning to mix in the areas, Lord, that is going to damage them. Father God, I pray, Father God, you'll just, Lord, you'll give the wisdom, Lord, to, to disconnect and to connect with godly people who can encourage them in the things of God and then grow in your purposes. But Father, I pray that our goal and our desires and our purposes and our pursuits will be for us to grow in you, to gain in character, to become more like Jesus. And Lord, I pray you'll drop wisdom within us to help us make the right choices. Lord, even this week, some people have got some difficult choices to make. Father, I pray, Lord, that you're going to give wisdom to make the right choices. Father, either choices that don't seem right from a natural perspective, but you're going to give the wisdom and the strength to make that choice because you've got doors further along the path which are greater than the doors that are beginning to open for them right now. In Jesus' name, amen.